716 on a Tuesday morning. Joining us now in our studios, Superintendent of Schools uh, here in Northfield, Dr. Matt Hilbin. Matt, thank you so much for coming in. It's my pleasure, Jeff. Good morning. You have, uh, since we've talked to you, we've had a lot of stuff going on. And of course, the biggest one would be the elections. And we can start off, I guess, by talking about that. First of all, uh, questions one and two, a resounding yes on both of those. Uh, that is, um, it's got to have a, got to be a good feeling. You're getting some support from the community. Jeff, and first is thanks to the voters. I mean, uh, the the voters are always right. That's something that you hear a lot of uh, you know folks talk about. And in this case, we're so grateful for their uh, decisive support on both questions one and two of the capital projects levy. Uh, we really appreciate. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in a midterm election. There's a lot of things to think about. There's you know two sides of the ballot. There's a bunch of judges. There's you know all sorts of uh, different things on the ballot. So. Uh, the fact that we had really decisive support, question one, passing with nearly 69% of the vote. Um, let's find 69% of the people to agree on anything, uh, including who should be the Twins' leadoff hitter. I mean, that would be uh, a really red-letter day. So uh, that and then uh, 50, approximately 58% approval on question two. And so, again, going back to what is the practical application of what the voters uh, gave to us is that – you know, we renewed that uh, capital projects levy for a period of 10 years and expanded it. Uh, we are going to be able to continue to maintain and improve our buildings and grounds. We're going to be able to continue to uh, provide the resources and equipment and uh, specific uh, supply or materials, you know, for our students uh, and staff to enhance student learning. Uh, and then we're also going to be able to recode some technology services staff so that we are able to relieve the general fund by about a half a million dollars. So, uh, anytime that the public gives you support 50% plus one uh, on um, a, a ballot question like this, you're always grateful. And then when you have this kind of resounding support, it's uh, it's it's even more gratifying. So on behalf of the board and the school district, uh, we really appreciate the support and the confidence that the voters have provided to us. This is in alignment with the recent uh, phone survey that we did, that stratified randomized sample phone survey that showed that 83% of those uh, registered voters gave the school district a letter grade of an A or B, and only 3% gave a, us a, a D or F. And when it came to financial management, more than two-thirds of those respondents gave us um, an A or a B. And so that, that survey results aligning with these election results, we, we just could not be more grateful for the confidence uh, and the trust that the community has in us. And I just want to assure everyone listening that we do not take that trust for granted. We continue to work hard every day to do good things for kids, to do think good things for the community, to be responsible for our taxpayers, and to provide Norfield with a school district that it can be incredibly proud of. Superintendent Hillman is uh, with us now. Uh, also, it was a big day because you, you got some new school board we do. Uh, members yes. that uh, were uh, voted in. Have you had a, I don't know when they're going to start, I imagine, after the first of the year, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, so or? they're sworn in, their, their terms begin in January, mm -hmm. and we did have three seats open. We had uh, two incumbents uh, running for re-election. So uh, we had six candidates running, and the three who were elected, we want to welcome newcomers Jenny Nelson and Ben Miller to the board. Both are parents in the district. We're very excited to have them join the board and provide their perspective and represent the community. Uh, incumbent Jeff Quinnell won his fourth term, so we welcome Jeff back to the board for another round. And uh, we thank Jeff you know, for his unwavering support of all things uh, Northfield and Raider-esque and uh, mm -hmm. Uh, just a huge champion of the community uh, and of our students. 
Uh, and then we really want to thank uh, the other folks who ran. I mean, running for election, putting yourself out there. We need good people to be willing to step up and run. And unfortunately, in elections, not everybody can win. But want to really thank Robert Coleman and Ricky Livingston and, of course, incumbent Tom Braniak, uh, who was running for a second term. Uh, those three folks, we should really just uh, say thank you for stepping forward. Not everyone is willing uh, to put themselves out there uh, in this kind of environment. And so we're very grateful that we had six quality candidates for these three positions. We thank uh, Robert, Ricky, and Tom for uh, running for the board. Um, and of course, as we will have a chance to talk about this over the next few meetings, but um, you know, Tom finished his first term and really made a, a positive impact on the board and for students during his time. We thank him for his public service. Uh, we know he'll want to stay involved uh, in, in all things school-related as things go on. And then um, we're going to be talking about uh, Julie Pritchard, you know, our lo a longtime board member who has served for, um, you know, more than 12 years and, and was our board chair for a long time who chose not to seek re-election. And, you know, Julie has had a tremendous amount of influence on nearly all district decisions, you know, for well more than a decade. And uh, going back to when she helped um, with things like the Spring Creek PTO and working on some bond issues or some, excuse me, some operating levy issues in the mid 2000s. And so Julie has been one of the top supporters of uh, public education in Northfield. She's going to cycle off the board. Tremendous amount of accomplishments and just one of the, the best hearts for leadership that I've ever met. So I hope we'll have a chance to talk more about Julie's service uh, here in the uh, next few weeks, Jeff. All right. Uh, let's move on. You had a school board meeting we last did. night. Uh, and one of the uh, items that were on the agenda was the world's best workforce. And we've talked about that a little bit. But for our listeners out there who are unfamiliar with it, can you give us kind of the thumbnail sketch of what that is and what you talked about last night? Yeah, absolutely. So... The world's best workforce uh, is a report that is required by the state, and it was something that the legislature passed probably about a decade. It's, it's, we've been doing this for quite a while. And basically, the state has a requirement that districts report on progress toward five specific goal areas. And uh, you're required to provide a public hearing and give the public an opportunity uh, for feedback. Now, by the time this gets to the public hearing, uh, there's a number of groups that have had a chance to hear this. Northfield Forward, which is our community uh, curriculum uh, and instructional advisory committee. So that's a group of probably more than 25 people who represent students, staff, uh, community members without children, uh, parents, administrators, board members. Uh, they meet together four times a year to do big picture thinking uh, and review and analysis of the district's uh, academic progress. And one of the things that they do is they review this world's best workforce presentation and report, which they did uh, in Oct uh, just a, a few weeks ago, actually, in, um, in October, they, they looked at it. And so as we prepared uh, for this meeting, th that group had an opportunity to look at the report and provide feedback. And there are five different areas in which we're required to report. The first of which is ready for kindergarten. So are all students ready for kindergarten? The second area is really about uh, third grade reading. Uh, third grade reading has been widely researched as a bellwether for how students will perform uh, as they uh, continue to matriculate through their schooling career. So third grade reading is a big benchmark that we are looking at. Uh, we also look at are all students uh, career and college ready? And so there's a variety of different uh, ways that we look at uh, measuring that. And I can share how we do that here in Northfield. We are looking at 
continuing to close Minnesota's close to the last in the nation uh, achievement gaps between white students and students of color. So that's another state required goal area. And then finally, graduation. So those are the five different areas that we are required to report on. Um, No shock, uh, just like across the nation, the data in Northfield was uh, overall was down this year compared to previous years. Um, Prior to the pandemic, Many of these indicators were on a positive trajectory, Jeff, right? We had third grade reading with fairly substantial increases year over year for this, the first for the few years leading up to the pandemic. We had continued to Im- improve our kindergarten readiness through uh, things like the important work at the Northfield Community Education Center, our hand-in-hand preschool, our support uh, of uh, local community preschools and bringing them together to make sure we're all on the same pathway to make sure that kids are ready for kindergarten. Uh, we had worked very hard on our uh, graduation rates to make sure that every student had uh, the opportunity to graduate with a plan for moving ahead. And then we got disrupted by the pandemic, right? And so over the last two years, people have worked incredibly hard to make sure that we support students and families. But the data, the academic data across the country shows that we did take a little bit of a step backward. At best, there was a pause. So the good news is that we are rebounding. And you're already seeing a little bit of some of that rebounding in the data from last year. It still isn't anywhere where we are close to where we want to be. But for example, we uh, improved uh, getting back to, to our ready for K approach in terms of making sure students are ready for kindergarten. And that data bounced back a bit. Same thing in terms of grade three reading. We are making some improvements. We're not quite back to where we were pre-pandemic, but we're back on the right track. In both of those areas, there's some exciting things happening. We continue to further um, refine and expand some of the programming that we offer to early childhood families through the Northfield Community Education Center. Uh, We are doing some specific teaching of uh, the science of reading skills to our preschool students, and we're working to make sure that other preschools and daycares in the community can have some of those same options. Uh, In grade three reading, we have done it. We did a tremendous amount of work before the pandemic starting to implement the science of reading. This is uh, brain researchers have in the last decade, well, longer than that, uh, have really unlocked what are the what is the brain, the work that the brain has to do to unlock the mystery or the puzzle of reading. And we have uh, 48 teachers right now in grades uh, pre-K through five who are taking the very rigorous language of language essentials for teachers of reading and spelling. This is not a curriculum. It is specifically teaching our teachers how to teach reading to students in this way that uses the latest research. So we're on track with that. Uh, We continue to work on making sure one of the real bright spots of the report last night was that while you heard that uh, ACT scores across the nation were the worst in 30 years, Northfield Public Schools actually slightly increased our average ACT score. So that's a really positive uh, impact. Our grade, As you know, our graduation rates have typically been excellent, um, and they continue to remain so. Um, and, of course, our Area Learning Center supports students who need more than four years to graduate, and there's some federal rules that require us to report that uh, four-year graduation rate. So overall, what the report says is nothing that shocks anyone that we uh, did not make the goals that we had. We set stretch goals. We're always looking to try to do a little bit better than maybe what we think we can do to give ourselves a a good target. We did not meet the goals that we had set last year. That doesn't mean that we lament or whine or complain about it. What it means is we just make sure that we're continuing to do the things that we know will have an impact. I do do wholeheartedly have confidence that we will see um, the hard work that we've been doing um, as a really resurgence coming out of 
uh, the pandemic and back into regular time. So people can watch that pub- world's best workforce public hearing on our website. It'll be posted today. The uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about the the timeline here. It did uh, the pandemic did set everyone back ac- academically? Uh, how long do you think it will take to rebound? Are we? Do you think this year we're going to get back to maybe some of the numbers are pretty close to the numbers we had before? Will it take a couple more years than that, or a few years? You know, Jeff, I think it's going to depend on a number of things. Some of the early things that we're seeing is that our youngest learners are rebounding the fastest. So that's some of the initial analysis of the data that we have, which makes sense, right? I mean, um, we also know that while we're getting back to regular, we know that some of the challenges that have been presented by the pandemic in terms of for um, students and families, because remember, this isn't just about the kids, right? It's, it's, It's about an entire societal trauma, including families, including loss of loved ones, including uh, a variety of other disruptions that we all know all too well and can't forget soon enough. Uh, so I think it's going to depend. I think you're, if, if history is a guide, we know that in previous mass disruptions to society, it did take a couple of years. But after those couple of years, that was also followed by a period of a resurgence and actually quite a, a significant amount of innovation. So if you're a history person and you think back to some of the disruptions over the last hundred years uh, to the everyday things in American society, it was a difficult time period. It did take a couple of years to reset, if you will. And then there was a period of tremendous growth after that. So you can think about the end of World War I uh, leading into the Roaring Twenties. You can think about the end of World War II and how we resurged uh, with, uh, obviously, all the great growth and scientific advancement in the 1950s and the early 1960s. And if history is our guide, we'll be set to do the same. Superintendent uh, Matt Hillman is with us. Uh, We're talking about last night's uh, some of the things that went on last night at the school board meeting and ongoing uh, stories from the Northfield uh, School District. Uh, Enrollment options, optional enrollment, that was discussed last night. Tell us about that. Yeah, so... uh, One of the key things that we look at each year is, uh, as you know, Northfield Schools has a long history of supporting public school choice. Uh, We're one of only two remaining traditional public schools in the state that authorize charter schools. Um, We have three elementary schools that, for the most part, we work with people to the best of our ability to, if they they want to take their child from one building to another within certain parameters, you know, we allow for that. They have to provide their own transportation in that case, of course. But we have a long history of looking at you know, um, uh, being a supporter of public school choice. So every year we take a look at how many students, Northfield students are choosing something else other than Northfield public schools and how many students from outside the district are choosing us. And so when we look at that traditional open enrollment, that means Northfield students enrolling in another traditional public school district and students from other traditional public school districts who enroll here, uh, we continue to have some substantial um, benefit from that. So uh, we are up 10 students this year uh, over last year who are from another district choosing Northfield. So last year we had 454 students from other districts choose uh, our district, and this year it's 464. We also saw a slight increase of Northfield students who are choosing another district, another traditional public school district. That went from 258 to 270. And so we did see a, a little bit of increase there. But we also always look at the net in and out. And because we have two wonderful and uh, really successful charter schools and a uh, parochial school here in town, we will always have uh, we will always have a net loss in students. And so in the last year, we had a net loss of 399 students 
um, who chose something other than North, a Northfield student who chose something other than our traditional public school district this year. We improved that to 375. Now, we're not, not quite back to pre-pandemic levels. We're getting pretty close. We're back to the numbers around 2018-19. We had a deficit of 377 students uh, in 2020, just before 2019-20, we had a deficit of 373. So we're getting close back to that pre-pandemic where we saw quite a few students choose other things during the pandemic for obvious reasons. And so um, we're getting back to that, which is good that we did see uh, fewer students homeschooling. Northfield has always had a strong homeschooling community that we've been proud to support. And uh, that dropped by 10 students. Uh, we also saw uh, 26 less students choose charter schools, N- Northfield students choosing charter schools. Now, our charter schools are still doing very well. They still have high enrollment. They're just seeing more students from other districts who are choosing them as a charter. Interesting. And, and this right. is important in the, con- yeah. in, in the construct of our uh, declining enrollment piece because open enrollment, as we mentioned, from people coming from other traditional public school districts, we have been able to fill in the gap of declining enrollment uh, with open enrollment for some time. That is now leveling off, and we will see uh, if there's any further resurgence of that. Uh, we do know that Norfield School District is a destination district. There are people who want their children to be here. They aren't always able to find housing, so sometimes they're in a neighboring community and open enroll to Norfield, or there's a program here specific that uh, our uh, folks would like to join our district for. So we welcome that, and uh, again, starting to level off and, and trying to see what is the post-pandemic impact of public school choice in our community. Superintendent Hillman is uh, with us. Let's move on to the uh, high school. We've talked about this and you've had some uh, surveys and some things done uh, uh, concerning a high, what to do at the high school, the physical building, uh, build a new one, add on, make some changes to it. Where are we at? Uh, you've been working on that this fall and getting a lot of information. Where's that at right now? Yeah, so the board is getting uh, very close to uh, looking at a preferred pathway, and this is a, a very tough. Uh, it's a very tough question, right? Because there's a variety of opinions, you know, within the community about you know what the right step is for Northfield High School, you know, moving next. But we tried to get some scientific data because um, we love uh, getting anecdotal data and talking with folks in the community and getting feedback from them. That's important. Uh, but we also wanted to, because of that, uh, a variety of different opinions, we wanted to know scientifically what what do we think voters think? Because at the end of the day, voters need to approve any kind of a bond issue by 50 percent plus one. Right. So we need to know where the voters are. at. So we did uh, partner with the city of Northfield to conduct uh, a study uh, about the interests of, of supporting the facilities at Northfield High School, including, you know, the dilemma of the ice arena that we have in the community. Um, we talked a little bit about this at the last time that we talked, Jeff, but very high-level overviews that the survey did demonstrate solid support for remodeling the existing Northfield High School. Um, it also showed some uh, significant support for adding an athletic field house. There was also conceptual support for doing some adding on to the facility, like a multi-story uh, academic addition uh, to the high school. So there was, there was support for a variety of pathways to improve that facility. However, when we start to take a look at what were the amount of taxes that people are able to increase to be able to support that construction, uh, we landed that within the margin of error, people were willing to spend about $135 more per year of their own tax money uh, for a home valued at $300,000. So, you know, we work with our financial consulting firm, Ellers, to say, okay, what does that mean for us in terms of the total amount of the bond? And over a 25-year bond, you'd look at about, that would be about $77 million. So 
We then back map that and we look at, okay, what are the kinds of facility options that we've been considering? So I did share with the board four different, uh, and I want to be very clear, these were they were not Matt's recommendations. They were simply ways that you could construct a ballot that could potentially get at the greatest needs that have been identified um, with the input from the voter survey and how much money people are willing to spend. So we looked at uh, a range of different options from a single ballot question, you know, to do a substantial remodel of Northfield High School and some athletic facilities, all the way to three ballot questions that could include uh, improvements to the academic facility, the, the school facility itself, things that people won't ever see, right? The HVAC systems, um, some lighting, obviously people would see that, all that kind of infrastructure pieces. And then, of course, some updates to science labs and uh, tech ed areas, career pathway kinds of things, um, and also classroom improvements just to try to modernize uh, to the best of our ability what we could do with those funds. Um ranging to a, also adding athletic facilities as a question and potentially even some kind of ice component as a question. So board members all weighed in on that. There's, uh, again, a very thoughtful, deliberative process. Uh, we're getting closer, and so uh, we'll be able to update you the next time about where the board is leaning toward. Um, I'll be giving, I'll be taking what they shared last night. I'll be synthesizing it and giving them a, a single or maybe a single plus pathway forward at the next board meeting. Well, we will definitely ask you about that uh, the next time you're in. <laughs> the good news is that people understand the need for updates to the school. It isn't that people don't think that there needs to be updates, facility updates to that building. There is a limitation of what the randomized sample stratified voter survey said that they'd be willing to spend. So we have to just work all of those different pieces of the puzzle together to come up with what the right solution is at this time. All right. We'll talk to you about that next time. We are out of time right now, but thank you so Shocking. much for coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Very good conversation. We appreciate it, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Jeff. Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. 95.1 FM and AM 1080, KYMN, Northfield.